0: Y'all, so a bit of housekeeping before we get started. We've got two episodes of Tights and Fights out this week. This is our normal show with all of our takes from the week in wrestling. If you want to hear our special episode detailing Mike Eagle's first, I can't even say it, with this, <laughs> Mike Eagle's first ever wrestling match. What? Um, <laughs> just check our podcast feed or MaximumFun.org to find the other episode that we dropped this week. Me and Mike talked a lot about um, how that worked and we Had a great time because when your friend wrestles, you have so many questions. (laughs) Um, All right, (laughs) thanks so much. And now we're getting into the show.
1: Tyson Miles Podcast is the perfect wrestling podcast.
0: It's time to pod the cast. We're gonna cast a pod, oh. It's time to pod the cast. We're pasting casts and stuff and stuff. Welcome to <laughs> Tights and Fights, the show that discusses wrestling with the sincerity and hilarity that it deserves. I'm the scream queen of twerktober, Danielle Radford. Jesus, Julian. <laughs> it's not even... Not even the name in as much as the fact that you made me say all of that. Tongue twister. And I am joined today by my fellow members of the Nation of Conversation, Money in the Kelk, Lindsay Kelk. There's no Money in the Kelk, but hi. (laughs) Just so everyone's clear. Don't shake her. (laughs) no pounds will come out and our special guest creator of tons of stuff on the internet including the says who podcast it's dan the whole kitchen sinker welcome to tights and fights dan I
2: like it hello thank you thanks you all for for having me
0: oh thanks so much for being here so before we get into the news Anytime someone, it's like their first time coming on the podcast, we would like to talk to them a bit about like how they came into this weird dudes v dudes (laughs) art form. So let's talk about your wrestling fandom. How did you get started? So when I was a kid,
2: Saturday night's main event was something that would kind of randomly pop on my television sometimes. And I found it, you know, pretty pretty intriguing but i would say uh more than that was hulk hogan's rock and wrestling cartoon on saturday mornings um because i didn't have cable so that was you know those were really my only two two inputs but then i you know i forgot that that even existed and i really started watching for real in like the mid 90s during the ascent of wcw a friend of mine had kind of gotten me into Uh, Lucha Libre tapes coming over from Mexico and then he was like you know what a lot of these Lucha guys are wrestling here now plus all those people you remember from the 1980s are there too and I was literally like really Hulk Hogan and Macho Man are still alive (laughs) Um, I, I was definitely like WCW brand loyal but if you were WCW brand loyal and you liked the cruiserweights you also got like super frustrated real fast when you saw them just sort of hitting a barrier that they couldn't go, so we me and my pal that we would like you know we'd get to get go over to his house every Monday, and we started you know flipping over and seeing what was happening on w w f at the time um and then Jericho jumped and then Eddie and Dean and Saturn and he who shall not be named jumped who and at that point like w c w died and i i stuck around w w e for a number of years through the like you know hardy's dudley's edge and christian feuds and obviously the kind of stuff at the top of the card but then then i then i fell out and actually picked back up again about two years ago i have a a kid who just entered middle school and was you know dealing with just sort of all the middle schoolness of middle school and uh i was like you know what you might like you might like wrestling (laughs) like let's let's watch that and uh i did drop a a friend to a note before and i was like is it still super sexist because i don't want to watch if it is and he was like no it's actually gotten a bunch better but uh now he and my wife watch every week um they even went to money in the bank together while i stayed home with our three-year-old here in chicago
0: oh good work who is your kid's favorite wrestler and who is your wife's favorite wrestler
2: oh that is a great question both of them are huge Jericho fans. As what well, obviously, should be. Jer- yeah, Jericho. In fact, the the Festival of Friendship is what finally hooked my wife <laughs> into watching.
0: Oh, um, I get it. It, it. it gives you everything. That story arc was so perfect because you get like the wrestling, yeah. the friendship, the heartbreak. Yeah, it's such a perfect encapsulation of wrestling.
1: Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. Grandmothers and grandfathers, the 61-Minute Man presents to you the greatest extravaganza in WWE history, the WrestleMania of camaraderie-themed celebrations. I present to you the Festival of Friendship!
2: Both kids had gone to bed, and she was like, can we watch that clip again? And it was like, my work is done. (laughs)
0: Oh, that's fantastic. Thank you so much um, for for giving us a peek into your fandom. Um, all right, so this week we're going to start off with the big-time international news. Uh. We've all said how we feel about Crown Jewel. I'm probably going to say more about that. But WWE has another show that airs before that, Evolution, which looks like it'll be headlined by Ronda Rousey and The Bellas. How does everyone feel about The Bellas' heel turn in the match potential? I'm
3: just... Feeling real uncomfortable about the whole thing, Danielle. <sighs> uh, what part are you uncomfortable yeah. about? All of the parts. Um, so I've been super excited for Evolution. I've been super excited for the Bella's return. Um, I've been very happy about the whole thing and my feminist ice cream Christmas birthday cake all in one. Uh, and now it's just, really, it's just really starting to have a bit of a sour aftertaste to it, isn't it? It's really starting to feel like a... Pretend feminist band-aid over a gaping wound that cannot be controlled. But anyway, uh, am I excited about the match? Not really. Um did we even sorry. <laughs> I've gone off on my angry well, foreign I like that Santa somehow already. you would have been like,
2: but am I excited about the match? Yes.
3: <laughs> yes. I, yeah, well actually, yes. No. Well,
0: and um, the thing was, I kind of was excited about I the was. match. I no, thought that I'm it was not. gonna be fun. Um I've often talked about how much Haas Nikki um when when she went full Haas, and even mm-hmm. now with her neck injuries, you know, and, and her absence, she still um I feel like she's going to give a good match. It's just this build up has I want to been... see a
3: forearm Ronda in the face. I can right? I can stand to watch that a bunch of times. I I, I just I feel like this build up is trash and it's Ronda's promo on
0: Monday garbage is trash.
3: It's epic shout it from a mountain garbage. They have problematic human Ronda as their baby face. Slut shaming self-made millionaire with brand underwear slash clothing brand that's all about self-acceptance, loving yourself, heal Nikki Bella. And I'm like, I just can't do it. I and can't they're also, do it.
0: They're also using Rhonda's, there are so many, this is not even, a, a, the, of the, the mountain of horrible, problematic shit that Rhonda has done. Mm-hmm. This is not, even close to being the worst but one of the horrible things that she has done was she used to have this thing where she would talk about do nothing bitches and now she didn't want to be a do nothing bitch and so on her social media she's done this whole like do nothing bellas thing and Mm. then like uh uh, nikki put up this highlight reel of herself and just like the do nothing bitches has always like rubbed me it's so grubby it's the
3: opposite of feminism i had some chats with some nice Gentlemen on the internet who wished to engage me in a delightful civil debate about the tenets of oh, feminism. That nice. Yeah, can, you can imagine how that went. Oh, uh, yeah, those always go well. They're just just always so open to learning and to understanding another human's experience. So I really loved engaging with those chaps, uh, explaining about why. It felt to me that that promo was very difficult to hear—a woman deliver a promo that seemed to have been written by a man, primarily because there are no women in the writers' room. <laughs> so that's how I got be- that information. Be- 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 uh, and they were like, "But that's the kind of thing she would say, so it's okay." I'm like it's not <laughs> okay. okay yeah honestly that's what people said to me oh, no. they sent me clips of her saying like you say the, the do nothing bitches the stuff she said about the Kardashians they were like just swap the things she said about the Kardashians for Nikki Bella and you can see it's straight from the horse's mouth and I'm like oh and my and all of God. those were terrible yes that's no. the, that's not face also stuff. like yeah it's like you can say it got a pop you can say people were interested in it but I'm like Bikini matches used to get a pop. Pillow matches used to get a pop. We're supposed to be better than this now? We are heading into the first yeah. ever all-women's event that is supposed to be a celebration of how far they have come in women's empowerment, of treating their women as equals. And we're back to hosties. Bro- like host we're case. back to slut-shaming and saying, like, Essentially, you suck, this- Cena. And I'm like, don't make me... I, I have to go to Evolution. We're going to discuss this another time, but I'm going and I'm doing some work there and I'm going to be interviewing people. I feel like I'm just going to take some handout cards about like, hey guys, this is just the basic feminism. Basic. Yeah. be like, a dick.
0: I, I, uh, this, this angle is literally Hoskies and it's making me yep. so cranky.
2: I mean, the thing that I don't get about the heel turn of the Bellas and, and then this whole promo is like, there are plenty of amazing wrestlers that are full-time wrestlers that should be at the top of the card. And this is what it looks like. Like that's to me the, like I don't get that at all. Like this quick heel turn of, you know, a pair that have just come back and are, you know, clearly faces so that they can face off against Ronda Rousey versus any of you know, the incredibly talented lazy, women that should be
3: It's a lazy card. Doing this. Yeah. I get that they it's want such to exploit a lazy the popularity of the Bellas. I understand. Well, exploit and reward the work of the Bellas. I do understand yeah. that. Yeah, yeah, they are
0: very hard workers. But no one can ever take that. What they've away. done.
3: Like, like, it, yeah, it's lazy booking. It's like, oh my God, you guys, people know where the Bellas are because of the reality shows. And I do know people who are going to the event who do not watch wrestling, but they do watch Total Bellas, Total Divas, and they are going on that yeah. basis. And yes, you have to serve those people. But if you're going to serve those people, do not do so with such lazy, misogynistic booking. I completely agree. And so talking about,
0: and again, I'm not taking anything away from the Bellas, I think that they are very hard workers, whether you like them or you don't like them, you cannot deny how hard, especially Nikki has worked to uh, make sure that she matches up with the talent in this division. But... Speaking of other women on the card who are amazing and maybe would have a better match at the top of this card, are y'all ready for the next Charlotte versus Becky match?
2: I'm totally ready. Yeah, I I mean that should be the thing that's headlining the the pay per view to me. Like it's Becky. It actually has a story,
0: which is which stands out. Right. Yeah,
2: it has stakes.
0: There is so much history and backstory with, yep. you know, the the Bellas and Ronda Rousey became best friends over the course of like a show, yeah. And so when when <laughs> right. they betrayed Ronda, it's like who fucking cares? Y'all just met. Yeah. There are yeah. plenty of people I've met where I'm like, oh, you. S- it turns out you suck.
3: Um <laughs> It's like yeah. the first week of university all over again. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Like, oh my <laughs> God, I love you. And then the next so you're like, that person is trash. Yeah, you trash. have them, um, like that first semester, yeah. like yeah.
0: first quarter where you're like, oh, you all suck real hard. Yeah. Um. And, but with yeah. Charlotte and Becky, there is so much history and backstory of those characters. And for me, that is a huge thing that I feel would be, a great thing to close out evolution. And
3: it should be an amazing match. Yeah. Like it should be a fantastic match. It's breaking my heart and I see all these women being corralled into the Battle Royal. Like, are they not going to get a match? Ugh. Are we having a women's well, that's, pay-per-view where we're, look, what, there's like, what, five matches on the card right now? Yeah, what, is what even are the matches? I know. There's been and no why, build. There's like, been why no push. have we
2: sat through months and months and months of kind of random tag-teaming of women and then there are no tag team... Like, I figured I that was happening, you mm. know? But now there's no tag team belts I uh, honestly to fight thought, over.
0: Yeah, I honestly thought that Evolution was going to be where they would debut a women's tag team yeah. belt, especially yeah. with, you know, uh, the Boss and Hug connection yeah. and... Um, there are so right. many good... Oscar and Naomi
3: have been so great together. They have been
0: so great together and doing really fun stuff and yeah. the Iconics are the Iconics. Womp yeah. womp whomp. whomp, whomp. Um, so yeah. speaking of uh, how evolution is not being built up, it does seem like the shield is taking up a lot of the airtime that would normally be used to build up the first... <laughs> Women's pay per view. I feel like it, it, it's not like they're they're saying it, but they're not giving it that. Like it, it, it's the first, and we're we're getting nothing. Um, does their feud with Braun, Dolph, and Drew feel like it's overly repetitive, or have the matches and stories been good enough that you don't care that they, so they're doing this together? So,
3: feels like. They formulated this as a holding pattern to carry people through evolution. Because it was like, these are people that everyone likes. And these are people that can put on good matches. So this could keep the men's division ticking along while we focus on the women's division for evolution. But But they didn't do that. But they forgot that part. Yeah, they forgot the whole part where they employed a bunch of women to wrestle. And I just... I, I don't want to. I'm not going to get high pitched. So I don't want dolphins to be upset in the ocean. Like I don't I'm trying con- try to control myself. <laughs> Look, but, your voice won't like, do what your voice gonna do. <laughs> I have no control over. No, myself. I will not voice police you. I'm just with. I'm just over it. I don't care. I want to care, but I'm. I mean, I'm having just a really hard time watching WWE wrestling at the moment. So that's not helpful. Yeah. But when I watch these matches, I'm like, oh, oh, they're gonna have another match. They had one match, but let's give them another match on the same show because like. Are you kidding me? Um, And I actually turned it off and watched something else for a while because I just couldn't do it. I just couldn't do it. What do you think, Dan?
2: I hated the brawn heel turn to begin with, and it hasn't paid off in any way that feels decent, you know? And if they think that we are this dumb that they have to telegraph a Dean turn Week after week after, like there has to be a swerve in that, right?
3: Please, yeah. Well, and even this Drew McIntyre Braun shenanigan that they set up at the end of this week's show. So I'm like, so are you telling me that's going to happen in the match? So not expect a title change on uh, that next show that's coming up that will not be spoken about? Like, why are you trying? They've set it up (laughs) so that Braun
2: gets screwed at that at
3: that show. Yeah, I don't know what's happening anymore. And I have tried to be the voice of hope and optimism and believe that there is someone behind the wheel. (laughs) And now I'm like, are we in a robot car? We're in a robot car. And it's an Elon Musk car. And no one knows what's going to happen, including Elon Musk. (laughs) Well, because
0: it doesn't see yellow because he hates it.
3: (laughs) All right. So now we're going to go over to Smackdown
0: 1000. Oh, buckle in. Can we just watch
3: Festival of Friendship again? Can we just talk about that? Oh, no, cause I'm going to. I'm, I'm gonna, in. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, to. Yeah, I'm going <laughs> to say. i wife on the phone. I just want to talk about the Festival of Friendship.
0: <laughs> Daniel Bryan and AJ Styles are set to have their dream match at Crown Jewel. Is the fact that it's <laughs> taking place there kind of ruining it for you in the same way it's ruining it for
3: me because I'm not going to watch yeah, it? Yeah, well, I'm sad that I'm never going to see it. I'm never going to see I'll what see gifts. I'm sad about I do enjoy a gif. Uh, I do. But I'm sad, yes. Forget. And I also feel like the build-up has not been good because there's been so little build-up. And anyway. it's also...
2: Really? Like... The build-up the build up that had them in a tag match randomly?
3: <laughs> Did <laughs> work a, for That's you? a thing they do. That's a thing they do. They have what? to fight each other. We have to keep them apart. What should we do? Put them in a tag. Put them in a tag. Well, and it's also like, come
0: oh. on. We know that if you look at the booking of the event that I will never I will never watch um, it, it's all nostalgia acts so this is going to be a dream Ugh. match at a show in the same way that Nakamura and AJ was a dream mm. match and that they will literally right. be together in a match and we will dream of the way it could have been better
1: <laughs>
3: oh that's yeah, all of my that sounds WWE right WWE right now
2: you know full well that it will happen at whatever the next pay-per-view is too like yeah. that's the other frustrating thing about the WWE now it's like watch any match or don't you know you're going to see it the next time
3: that should be the tagline for next year's Wrestlemania watch any match or don't you yeah. know you're going to see it the next time <laughs> I want that on a t-shirt like, I might just, like, get that. can I get that made and wear it to Evolution <laughs> except not at Evolution because that's literally the only place you will only ever see these matches one yeah, time yeah. because there'll never be another one <sighs> uh,
0: anyway well played <laughs> um, so what do y'all think of
3: the bar winning
0: the tag titles from the New Day after Big Show
3: t- was there So last night was just a super confusing experience for me as someone that watches professional wrestling every single week of my life because I wasn't (laughs) entirely sure what was happening at any point. I didn't really know why that match was happening, and I didn't really understand why Big Show came in. The only thing I knew for certain, which I think is, it's like death, taxes, and Big Show turns. Yes. That's all we know yeah. now. That was the yeah. only thing about it that made sense to me. I definitely knew.
2: They should have was... figured out a way to turn him back to a face by the end, just to really feel like you had the whole Big Show experience. Yeah.
3: Yeah, maybe he could have like eaten a pancake. And then it would have been like, ah, I love that guy. (laughs) He's so funny.
0: Yeah, man, uh, uh, one thing I know for sure about last night's SmackDown is that it was the Um, (laughs) 1,000th. Yeah, and that there were no women's
3: matches.
0: (laughs) Oh. Oh, even though this whole WWE World Cup competition has been weirdly (laughs) executed so far. Oh, I'm so angry. Did
3: they, and this is a genuine, like, did they see the World Series and think that they could just call it that. Because I'm like, you know, that even I know that's after, like, a newspaper thing. And that the World Series isn't for the whole world. Well, but I think that it's... Because so- the, world, the World Cup is happening at
0: Crown Jewel, correct? Yeah. So, and in other parts of the world, they give way more of a shit about the soccer world cup sorry
3: yeah. football um yeah. i mean i'll take it i've been here a while like, it's fine <laughs> yeah they give way more of a
0: shit about the world cup Huge than they shit. do our world series Giant and so they shit. were like well how do we feel international and spice it but up
3: everyone and it's american <laughs>
0: like, I'm so confused. and then even people are like well ray mysterio and it's like he he's literally san does diego. he's from san he does diego
3: the 619 it's literally <laughs> a it's not a wacky name it's his area code it's his area because he's from the US (laughs) you dumb fucks yeah Yeah. Um, so
2: (laughs) do we actually know what the cup looks like like because they they seem to have a good track record the last year of sort of 3D printing trophies at the last second
3: yeah maybe it's just like a regular globe spray painted gold (laughs) I know that
0: Finn (laughs) tweeted something that looks like a, a, a a a a Sideways humanoid body holding oh a globe.
3: oh God, uh, I assume it'll be very large and shiny because, like, that's what, what the I place they I think it's it. small and shiny. Uh-oh. I think it's kind of. I Easier think it's to closer to over. an
0: Oscar than. Oh, well, um uh,
3: but, but they're it, gonna put it on like a giant mount. Well, that's what they prob- do. It's, it's probably like the, Andre the giant.
0: It's probably also made of real gold. Yeah, it's probably real. Yeah. And the souls of all of us trash. Um, but speaking of <laughs> speaking of Rey Mysterio, what did you think about his return match against um, Shinsuke for inclusion in the tournament? I wish it was longer.
3: Yeah, I just, yeah. I would like, I would like for Nakamura to not lose a match sometimes. Yeah. I don't get it. I don't get it. Why it's the robot there? car again. I don't know. I mean, I, I,
2: I have been watching Rey since WCW days, and he seems to be ageless number one yes yeah seeing him actually have a little bit more time at uh all in Mm
3: -hmm. was
2: incredible you know i'm just sort of seeing a guy who can still work like that was unbelievable Uh, that kind of baseball slide out to the ground was Mm -hmm. fantastic yeah that was great it was a highlight then it was like that match was what like six minutes long
3: yeah Europe. Yeah, I'm beyond happy to have him back. I really am. Yeah, and he was
0: great on yes. the season of Lucha Underground that he did. I love him. I, yeah. I, one thing that I'm trying to remember and be really cognizant of because it is true, is that this, the 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 Saudi Arabian people are not their government, mm-hmm. and so I'm psyched yeah. for them that they get to see really cool shit. But I also like.
3: I know, I know. Deep it, deep I want it. to come over and hug you. I can't because I'm attached to this by, yeah. by wires. Yeah, because we have but, all the wires. Yeah, it's just very frustrating. Um, I mean, we'll we'll talk. We, I mean, I feel like we could do a whole podcast on why we're frustrated I... and upset. And I feel like I gave them a huge yeah. benefit of the doubt on this. I talked to someone I know at WWE earlier this year, and he gave me this whole big speech about how he was like, you know what? Like we are trying to change things. We have to be in there to change <laughs> things. And oh, oh like whole Randy Orton. Like yeah, Randy
0: Orton, who's like, well, the only way to do it is. To And that's one of the biggest arguments that I keep hearing is people being like, well, we have to be there. And that's also so arrogantly American for us to be like, well, we have to show them the best way to do that. And the best way to do that is to fucking break out our big American dick
3: (laughs) and be like, democracy. Explain to me
2: how... How the WWE going to Saudi Arabia is yeah. going to teach them to not hack journalists? Well, exactly. Up bone this sauce. is
3: the issue their, their argument only holds water up until the point of human rights atrocities, at which point yeah. it's like, hey, you guys. So what your JBL basically is like. So you guys, you heard about this thing called the Crusades? That's us. And it's like, no, what? no. Yeah, no, and you're also... at this point profiting off a government that. Okay. commits human rights
0: atrocities. Yeah, and so it's also I'm uncomfortable. Like, yeah. like, okay, so what are you doing? Are you saying that you are, um, it, you, the US again will go and whip our dick out on the table and you're literally like <coughs> inciting the, inciting the people, the yeah. wonderful people of Saudi Arabia to like,
3: rise up against their government? Like, what are you saying? They're inciting Vince to fill his coffers because that XFL Uh, ain't going to pay for itself, Danielle. I don't think that's it. I honestly... I just can't bear it. No, I
0: honestly truly think their relationship with the Trump family is why they're still doing it.
3: It's just the whole thing is so loaded and I think it has... I feel like so many meetings must have taken place before they did this deal Mm. and we've discussed this, like the current people that run the WWE, if we're talking about Stephanie and Hunter and and it's not really good, they are very, very aware and they are very, very savvy and there's no way they don't have morality clauses in this contract because they have morality clauses in all their contracts. So there's no way that doesn't exist and if... The news keeps, like, developing and coming out at a pace. Mm. So by the end of the time we've recorded this, I mean, even before we recorded this, uh, the New York Times said they had audio confirming what we believe is happening, Yeah, and I read that, and it's terrifying. And this is it. It's like, so how far does this have to go before you would say... It would not be appropriate. Gerard Butler didn't go because he thought it wasn't appropriate. <laughs> and he thought it was appropriate I mean, to do Dracula 2000. You are lower on the moral it... chain than Gerard Butler. WWE. It was curious
2: to watch the shows this week and see them hype Crown Jewel and never once say Saudi Arabia. No. Nope. Because nope. yep. they're which,
3: not, they're which not did dumb. did feel
2: like they were hedging their bet or they were simply trying to you know it will appear mysteriously from countries unknown or something yeah. but like No
3: I think um, they are in such a difficult position I think they have political leanings on them that is be- I mean senators yeah. have spoken out about this so we yep, know that I think it's the politics I right. think there is money involved I think also bear in mind there is a huge chunk of the listenership which I think is probably not our listenership but a lot nope. of a lot of viewers who don't care and they are right. gar- they are relying on that that huge chunk of the country that don't care to just let this go, to let this happen. And it's really difficult right. for the rest of us. It's
0: really difficult for we the rest love of us. the wrestling it's, yeah and if you the got any thoughts on everything we talked about keep the conversation going at facebook.com of the slash going at rest tights fights on twitter on Twitter when we When we we back, we're talking about all the retirements that the retirements that the that's in wrestling. That's tights
1: up on of What do you look for in a book? Literally, if on the back it said, like, this book made me shit my pants, I'd be like, that's, I'm buying this book. Like, like, I think the problem with blurbs a lot of times. I like that we both want to crap ourselves (laughs) over books. What's the best way to e-read in the tub? Listen to that noise. I'm reviewing a plastic bag today. (laughs) How do you find a good book? This is the most fucked up weird shit you've ever oh, read. You're like into it. like hand give, it take, over. Take my money. <laughs> I'm Bria Grant. And I'm Mallory O'Mara.
3: We're reading glasses and we solve all your bookish problems every Thursday on Maximum Fun.
1: Tights and Fights Podcast. Tights and Fights.
0: Welcome back to Tights and Fights. I'm Danielle Radford. I'm joined today by Lindsay Kelp. And
2: Dan Sinker.
0: This week, we want to give one thing from the wrestling world some extra attention. This is our main event. Let's get ready to
1: rock! Ah! Whoa!
2: I do love that scream.
0: I know. It's so good. (laughs) Very rarely do retirements last in wrestling, especially when they're done by choice. Last week, one of WWE's all-time greats announced that his longstanding retirement was going to be put on pause to take on an old foe.
1: I was about to walk off that plane. You walked up to me, looked me in the eye, and said three words that I never, ever thought I'd hear again. Pass the donuts. (laughs) Are you ready?
0: Uh, How did y'all feel when Shawn Michaels retired? Were you one of those just one more match people? Or were you comfortable to let it end when it did? For me... You know, he had two retirements. He had the um, lost my smile, Mm -hmm. getting towards the end of retirement, retirement. And then he had that great match against Undertaker where I thought, Everybody should have, like, I thought that, like, <laughs> it, like
3: yeah. all, everyone, everyone in the ring, including the ref, just yeah. everyone leave. Just leave. <laughs> call then. it a day. Everyone take their clothes off, <laughs> pile them in the middle of the ring,
0: and just
2: walk out and yeah. hold your... up the ring mat when yeah, it's done. Yeah,
3: mm-hmm. yeah. And then burn it all. No, um, I, yeah, I felt like it was a satisfying ending to a storyline slash career. I had no problem with it. I wasn't like, please come back. Um, I'm happy with what I have. I feel like looking back damages the product more than it helps it. Agreed. So I was ready for it to be over. But like, (laughs) he's coming back again. Uh, That thing I'll never see. But yeah, that thing never
0: reason. Reason.
2: Shawn Michaels, the like in between retirement fit like a keyhole into when I was watching wrestling. So like it was I, I did not see him ahead of the like finding my smile speech. And he came back just as I was starting to, you know, kind of fade, fade back out a bit. So it and, and DX always rubbed me the wrong way. So it's like he's back and he's real old and I'm not sure what to do about that.
0: How did, how did it rub you the wrong way? I'm really interested in that.
2: I just, I did not like the DX humor. Like, I thought it was stupid and juvenile, and I get that that's what they were going for, but it also just, to me, sort of a, epitomized the worst of the WWF at that mm-hmm. moment. Mm. Um, and I just, I I didn't like it. It just, they just seemed like, shitty dudes from my high school that I would not have wanted to hang out with yeah. then so why would I watch them on Monday night
3: right yeah they would not be our friends no they
0: would hate us yeah. no <laughs> they would come yeah. in when we were peeing and then like stuff their underwear in our mouth
3: oh yeah high school memories high school plus memories. i always had
2: a problem taking Shawn michaels seriously because sexy boy really like <laughs> that song is so sexy bad boy. sexy boy
3: <laughs> he's not your boy toy but yeah i do yeah. i i feel like i had my fill of my Shawn michaels i got to see him one time at smackdown in like the mid 2000s in mm. england and my brother got to shout you screw brett in his face so we felt like that went well um and <laughs> i mostly just want to remember him kicking marty Jannetty through a barbershop window like that's that's my Sean. I enjoy that. But also, yeah, it, it's just
0: it's not going to be a good match, my no, dude. Like a, it's going to no. be it's, yeah, it's, it's going to be fun for people to see, but it's not going to be good. And maybe it's just me. I love nostalgia as much as the next person. You know what I really like in my wrestling? Wrestling. You
3: crazy and there's bitch. not going to be any <laughs> I'm of only going to say it once, Danielle. <laughs> You're a crazy bitch. <laughs> you and your wacky ideas about what you should be seeing. In a wrestling show, I just want to see. Sorry, in a sports entertainment show. Yeah, I'm just sad. I feel like I'm. I'm not even sad. I'm not. I just don't care. I'm sad because I don't care. I'd love to care about this. Okay, and and so we
0: all cared about when Daniel Bryan retired, and then he came back. Yes. Um. So how does that compare to Shawn Michaels retiring and coming back? it's obviously super different right because um, I mean Daniel was taken out literally during his prime no one can argue that Mm -hmm. Um, he was not able to continue wrestling and so when he came back we were all worried about his health but he's still able to go
3: yeah and he came back because he was so passionate and desperate to perform and be part of this industry he loves Sean walked away from this happily like he seems to have been doing like very well um, with his great movies that he's been in. Um, well, but good for him. Good for him. I have yeah. not seen them. I cannot comment on the quality. Um, but it just, yeah, it feels like Daniel fought and fought and clawed to come back to get healthy because he loved this thing so much. This is not that. This is not that. Yeah, what do yeah. you think? And he's here.
2: He's here every week. Like Sean's going to cash a check and be gone again.
3: Yeah. And even when
0: Daniel Bryan was like, we didn't know what was happening. He was still there every yeah. week he because he every loves week. wrestling. Yeah, And it's okay yeah. to be like, look, I loved wrestling. And Shawn Michaels might still love wrestling. I bet he does. But also, I think that that schedule... At a certain point in your life, becomes unmanageable. Yeah, and the idea of being able to walk away while you can still literally walk Walk away away before you have to, yeah, before you have to get everything bionic. Um, I think that that is, yeah, yeah. So I don't, I don't fault him for leaving when he did. I mean, the first time with the smile thing, even then, I was like, if you're not enjoying something, then go. Yeah, I don't fault him for that, but it's also like that was a chapter in his life that he loves and he still respects and he still holds dear in his Mm. heart and he's reverent. But also it's a chapter in Sean's life that is done. Also, can you,
3: even yeah. begin to conceive of how much money we're talking if that they haven't been able to get him back for a WrestleMania right. match against these great, great wrestlers. And he does still love wrestling. We know that. He's at the Performance Center. Yeah. He's engaged with people. hes I know he yeah. works with Johnny Gargano a bunch. And I, I'm, I'm, I love that he does that, and I love that he's still so passionate. But just for a second, imagine how much money we're talking to get this man back in the ring. Now, the flip side of this is someone who's
0: like M- Mick Foley, Who has retired and unretired a bunch of times. As a fan, how do you feel about that kind of thing? For me, it's just Mick loves this business more than he loves his body.
3: (laughs) And I support him (laughs) because he supports Open Mike Eagle. So I mean mean, There you go. Like, you know, if you're gonna be in Mike's corner, how can we not be in his corner? I I mean I I want people to look after their health. Yes. And I want people to be able to pay their bills. Yes. There are two things. Um, above and beyond that, I guess you're a grown up and I have to let you do what you're going to do.
0: Yes. But also know that as I love Mick, I love Mick, but when you do the NZ outy thing, there are diminishing returns.
3: Yeah. It loses its impact. It loses its yeah. impact. But his wife's dolls aren't paying for themselves. So. But he
2: also seems to kind of understand that the, in addition to diminishing returns, it's more of a diminishing level of spotlight too. Like, I mean. Yes. He just came back, what, two pay-per-views ago to to uh to to guest ref. Like, he kind of knows, like oh, I'm gonna show up, I'm gonna get a pop, and I'm gonna go. Like, you kind of get a sense that he likes he just loves that, and he also doesn't feel like he needs to suddenly be at the center and at the top.
0: Right. And we also have to remember, obviously, this is a man who studied under Funk, mm-hmm. and Funk is still like. <laughs> Yeah. Still wrestling. He's you know? never going away. <laughs> no. And so for someone who Terry Funk was, you know, uh, uh, his idol and then his mentor and then his best friend. Yeah. If you're looking at the Funk model, Mick's doing good, and yeah. he did get all bionic. Thank God.
2: Mm. Yeah. He
3: looks great. And it, it, I mean,
2: my main thing is I would like them to retire instead of die.
3: Yeah. Yes. Oh, imagine that dream.
2: Like, I I know too many like of my faves that are dead, and I yeah. would rather that not be the case.
3: Yeah.
0: Absolutely. Um, do you have a wrestler, either of you, whose retirement hit you really hard, like especially hard?
3: Um, above and beyond Daniel Bryan, which was Same. a really hard one for me to watch, was Edge, I think. Um, because I had not been back in for that long because I did take a break and then I came back. Um, and I when I came back, Edge was just like my go to every week mm. I was so excited to see Edge and you know obviously it was not planned and he didn't wasn't ready and it was very difficult and that speech that he gave and his suit that he had just bought <laughs> off the rack and like that poor man holding it, to, I mean not holding it together but like watching that retirement speech was really tough really um, that was a real one where I was forced yeah. to remember that they are people uh, with feelings and bodies and bodies break and that was really hard because I watched a man's dreams be taken away from him Oh yeah, Dan.
0: What about you?
2: Man, I'm tearing up just <laughs> hearing that.
0: All right, I love that guy.
2: <sighs> I racked my brain trying to think of a retirement that I could that that really hit me hard. But the thing, it wasn't quite a retirement. But the thing that hit me probably harder than any retirement I've seen was when Ray unmasked to Kevin Nash. You know, mm. I mean, it wasn't a retirement, but certainly in in WCW '99, like that felt might as well have been. Like he, his character never recovered. Mm-hmm. and I agree. you could just tell similarly to a similarly to a, a forced retirement like that was a forced end that you could just tell he didn't want to do and it was so heartbreaking
0: yeah anytime anytime a lucha has to like unmask it breaks your heart for me mm-hmm. it, it will always be daniel bryan as you all know like yeah. I'm a hometown girl it's between his retirement and vicky guerrero's retirement
3: oh
0: yeah um just
1: wow. i love
3: that woman
0: cuz i didn't I didn't realize she was really retiring until that moment where so so as part of her big thing like she had she went up against Stephanie McMahon they did this thing where they're like they're they're insinuating that they were wrestling in poop it was you know pudding pudding. or whatever it is and so. Vicky gets up and drags her in and that's the moment where I'm like, Oh, Vicky's really retiring. Yeah. And she gets up and she's like wiping the pudding off and then she does the fucking Eddie like yeah, she she does some shake. Eddie vamping and like gives it up to him and I
3: cried yeah. and I showed it to my roommates at the
0: time and they watched it and they were like oh I yeah. get it
3: because you just assume especially when it's someone in that role that it's like well they're just they're not really leaving because GMs come back right. and leave and they go and work behind the scenes but it's like no she's going to school to like get qualifications and have yeah. a life outside this she's having like, a wait, life. what
2: yeah
0: final note before we wrap up one semi-retired wrestler was on Smackdown this week and teased his intention to come back the game
1: 14 time world champion there is nothing, nothing that this man hasn't done in this business, except beat me.
3: Oh, Big Dave. Oh, Big Dave. Oh, What's that's... he like, eh?
2: He delivered that so well.
3: Yeah. Oh. Anyone would think he'd been acting.
2: <laughs> oh, that's... How...
0: <laughs> You're right. Um, so... That was amazing, and it did something for me that I didn't think that Big Dave... Um was never ever going to do for me but so does batista versus triple h two wrestlers who are both retired um from full-time competition is this doing anything for you i'm not gonna lie it did something for me
3: yeah i just assume that i'm gonna have to see a triple h match at wrestlemania every year and i'm kind of interested <laughs> to see the
1: entrance
0: and he's
3: so, in, it's the entrance yeah i know that he's gonna go balls right. out on the
0: entrance yeah. so, i know like, that some
1: know, of my that,
3: favorite nxt people are gonna help if I, him. yeah if i've got to see it I don't mind seeing it with Dave and it's not like he's going to be filming Guardians of the Galaxy 3 anytime soon is it? <laughs> right. Bless that man. Um, so yeah I, I was like oh I, I kind of did a oh instead of last year and I was like oh because uh, you know Trips loves his big entrances and he loves eating up that card so yeah let's see him eat up that card with the big entrance with a match I'm interested in. What do you think Dan?
2: I, I mean I totally agree I think you know there's going to be a triple h match. This is at least new and unique and feels like it's not going to happen again. Um though, you know, we know how that goes, right?
3: Don't say but, that um... cuz then I'll have to get my t-shirts unmade. <laughs> You gave me that great line. (laughs) Oh,
0: if you've got any thoughts on retirement and wrestling, let us know about them at facebook.com slash groups slash tights fights and tights fights on Twitter and Instagram. Also, you know, if you want to talk to me about early 2000s menswear, I have a lot of opinions about those vests. When we come back, me, Lindsay and Dan have three things from the world of wrestling that you should know about. It's coming up next on tights and fights.
3: Genre film fans, hear me, I know you're out there do not be ashamed of your love for gore, action, sci-fi, or fantasy. It's time to come out of the shadows, because on Switchblade Sisters we celebrate our love for genre films. I'm film critic April Wolf. Each week I have a conversation with a different female filmmaker about their fave genre film and we cover film craft, getting projects off the ground, working with actors, and our general love for genre movies. I've had so many great guests, like Heather Graham. In the past it's like
2: so many films are made by men that the female point of view is not always respected, which is why
3: all these stories haven't come out till now Jennifer's body director Karn Kusama
2: I think there's a lot more
3: fantasy and a lot more expectation projected onto a woman director comedian and actor Kate Berlant I mean it sounds so cheesy to talk about it in yourself like you
0: just keep going you you know I'm just a vessel like I, I just do it you know I don't think but
3: like that is what it is and many others so check out Switchblade Sisters every Thursday on MaximumFun.org or wherever you get your podcasts
1: Tyson Bites Podcast. Tyson
0: Bites. Welcome back to tights and fights. I'm Danielle Radford and I'm joined today by Lindsay Kelt and
1: Dan
2: Sinker.
0: This week, we want to end the show by sharing some of the joy of pro wrestling with you. This is the three count. One, two, three. Three, two, three. Dan guests go first here um because our grandma's raised us right what would you like to put over
2: i want to put over this youtube series done by austin creed and tyler breeze they are playing 52 weeks worth of the raw versus smackdown video game from 2006 in general manager mode (laughs) <laughs> where Tyler is booking for Raw and Austin is booking for SmackDown. And then they they head off against each other. And I'm not a big let's play video game watcher. I actually started watching this. Like, I was super sick one time and I was like, I don't know. I'm just going to watch
1: YouTube. <laughs>
2: and honestly, it's like watching this really great friendship is just super fun and nice. And like seeing them rib each other but clearly like super care about each other but then in the last couple of weeks tyler has like achieved a full heel turn (laughs) in a video game like let's play complete with like growing a black beard like hollywood hogan style and uh it has been incredible to watch Okay,
0: that's amazing, and it looks like we've got a clip from the first episode, so let's go ahead and play that.
3: So, in our household, we would sit a couple of times a week and play GM mode. One person would
0: leave the room, and the other person would sit in the room with their notebook, and they'd map out their show, then we'd switch, and then we'd sit together and we'd see who had the better show. Yeah. Uh, I never won, because for whatever reason... Focused I focused
2: on the wrong things. I was, I was.
0: I tried to hype up the people I wanted to hype up, and I'd put Daivari in every match. <laughs> Shout out, Devari. I'd put him in every single match. Yep. So they're like, oh, they'll just beat Daivari because he's wrestling seven times. So at least by like the third match, he won't yeah. win. But Devari won like all his matches everything. and became my top star. He won everything. And so uh, his shows were just better. And he's having cage matches in this. And I'm having like, Hell in a Cell, Kevin Nash, Rey Mysterio, and Brock Lesnar against Daivari. And then Devari wins. <laughs> so- okay, that is amazing. Um, I want that match and I want Devari to win. But I want him to win everything. He's
2: pretty. It is so fun. It is just like genuinely fun. Every time it pops up in my YouTube feed, I'm like, "Oh good.
0: Ah, uh, I could use some
3: genuine fun. That sounds amazing. I'm going to check that out." Um Kelk? I've I have less genuine fun. It's funny. But it's not fun mm. uh, so I I don't know if anyone knows this but WWE has this event coming up called Crown Jewel mm. uh, and for the people who either don't watch the show uh, not our show the show I'm about to speak about uh, or don't fully understand what's going on and why our heckles have been so appropriately raised uh, I would love for everyone to go online and watch this clip from this week's episode of John Oliver's last week tonight mm. uh, where he yeah. explained what was happening with the whole overarching situation in Saudi Arabia and with the states and how we are implicated as a country, uh, as being an ally of theirs. Uh, But he talked a lot about the WWE and how that was sort of emblematic of what's happening.
0: But MBS's PR push isn't just toward attracting businesses, it's also toward changing the world's perception of Saudi Arabia. To that end, he struck a 10-year deal with one of the most popular and most American franchises there is, World Wrestling Entertainment, or WWE. They held their first of many events there back in April, and audiences around the world were treated to wall to war propaganda about the new Saudi Arabia, including a video showing women happily driving, men dancing, and tourist destination beauty shots, as well as constant excited compliments throughout the broadcast. For the first
1: time, WWE bringing an event of this Two, to Saudi Arabia. This vibrant progressive city Oh fucking gross. Tonight, <laughs> no. Vibrant I know. progressive city. Moment moment. just got on its feet. That area has been reserved for the Saudi royal family, the House That's of That's why It was oh, empty the show. Thank
2: you, God.
3: To the Kingdom of Saudi Arabia. John at 2, wow. John. John. It seems that WWE uh. is as overtly pro Saudi Arabia as it is latently homoerotic,
2: which is to say, <laughs> intensely. I mean, damn he's damn proud wrong. of it. Damn proud of it. <laughs> yeah.
3: So um, uh. that's it, it, the whole. I piece forgot is that very was good. a
2: ten-year deal. Jesus Christ. Oh
3: yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. They're, they're in this. Ugh. That's longer than this current that administration hurt. could last. <laughs> you you guys, guys ready to
2: have uh, this conversation every six months or so? <laughs> oh
3: yes. It's like, like, um,
2: just a ache, deep ache in my chest just yeah. opened up.
0: Yeah.
3: yeah,
2: I'm having a lot of feelings. But um,
3: about go check it out. Uh, you can even if you don't have an HBO subscription, they they put clips online on their YouTube channel and and around so you can see it. And they that make, that's their main feature of of this week's episode. And it's just in case you were wondering about why and what is happening, uh, they can explain it for you in lovely uh, British tones. Yay! The way that I like all things explained. Right? Thanks, Kelk.
0: <laughs> so. Going from latent homosexual overtones to blatant homosexual overtones, I am putting <laughs> so over a amazing queer-ass wrestler name. I believe it's Effie, um, E-F-F-Y, and I believe you can find their Twitter on K-I-L-L-E-F-F-Y. They have put together one of, first of all, they're an amazing wrestler. Um, they're super cool. They're super queer. They're super out. And they put out just the best promo for themselves. It looks amazing, and it's super, super funny. And we have a clip of that.
2: Now, there's a lot of buzzwords going around when it comes to Effie. Hashtag feminist icon, corporate-sponsored superstar, weapon of sass destruction.
1: <laughs> Damn what it! These nicknames. Wow. Oh God, what, that would have been, been a great one.
2: To <laughs> because to Effie, they mean money, and that's what we're all here for. Now, don't let that scare you off. You may be worried that Effie's gonna come at a high cost, <laughs> but his corporate sponsored background and the fact that he sells hella merch make sure that you get the Effie experience for an affordable price.
1: What was that look? <laughs> god damn it weapon of sass destruction is really good
0: (laughs) good. that is so
2: good yeah you
0: got to check out the twitter feed because the video there's a bunch of different heads of him in the background who are saying some of the different stuff that you hear in the background that sounds like noise it's like different (laughs) his i believe he, uh, he identifies as he um heads and it's just so funny and it's such a great way to be like yo book me like i'm a value add Everyone yes. should check out more of his work. Be gay every day. So <laughs> um, that does it for Titan Fights. We are a podcast in the Maximum Fun Network. This week, your hosts were Dan Sinker and Lindsay Kelk, along with me, Danielle Radford. Dan, what would
2: you like to promote for our listeners? Uh, I do two podcasts that I'd love for folks to check out. One is a uh, podcast called Says Who Which is me and author Maureen Johnson slowly going crazy based on current (laughs) events. That is at sayswhopodcast.com. And then uh, my wife Janice and I do a podcast about road tripping called The Hitch, which is at thehitchpodcast.com. That's
0: amazing. Legit, I cannot get, get get Janice in here. Get her in the booth. I want to talk to her about wrestling. It sounds
3: amazing. Lindsay, you got anything you want to talk about? I do. I have a book out. Yay, it's Yay. out. So I have a book. Uh, it's called One in a Million. Yeah. It's Yay, it's in stores now. And I'm actually going to be doing events next week. I will be in Toronto at Queen Books on uh, Tuesday evening at seven I believe uh, and I will be in New York at McNally Jackson in Soho at 7 o'clock on Wednesday evening so come say hi you don't have to buy a book like you just have to come say hi that would be lovely do buy a book though uh, and it's also like <laughs> available in other places you can buy books. Um, for me, <laughs> I, I, as I've said,
0: I've got a Patreon. Y'all know it. Y'all found me. You know where I'm at. And I'm here and I'm in other places. Um, our produ- Oh, and also, don't forget, we've got that second podcast that's coming out um, with me talking with Open Bank Eagle about him becoming oh. a fucking wrestler. It was wrestler. so good. He it's, did moves. Uh, it's so great. He did a hurricane. I know. It's, I can't I'm even. screaming at my TV. It's
2: incredible
0: It's incredible, and he still has um, spaces on his tour. So if you would like to um, buy tickets to his tour, go to his Twitter. You can check that out. Um, Also, make sure that you visit Hal's Twitter because he always has really fun and interesting things going on. You can check out. And our producer is on the God mic. Julian Burrell, did I pronounce? Did I do that even close to how you would wanted me to say it?
1: Uh, I don't know. Let me ask God. Yes.
0: <laughs> <laughs> You're the worst. Also, again, congratulations to Julian. Yay. Um, he, uh, Yay. he he got to married.
1: Um,
0: he went on a honeymoon.
3: Aww. Yeah. Aww. Little boy's all grown up. He <laughs> oh, married a lady. Uh, he's almost
0: he's almost as uh, grown up as them guns. <laughs> <laughs> Um, senior producer at Maximum Fun is Laura Swisher Mike Eagle is also the voice behind our theme music so we're putting him over for that keep up with us all week long at facebook.com slash groups slash tights fights and tights fights on Twitter and on Instagram if you love the show please remember to hit those five stars on Apple Podcasts and share us with all of your friends thank you so much to all of you Max Fun members who make the show possible seriously this is like one of the highlights of my week yesterday I got to hang out with because of y'all Someone who has become one of my favorite people in the entire world, and talk about that time he wrestled and McFoley showed up. Um, So thank y'all, and we will be back next week for more. You guessed it, wrestling.
1: Tyson Bites Podcast. Tyson Bites.
2: MaximumFun.org.
0: Comedy and culture, artist-owned,
2: listener-supported.